It's about time you listen to the Shenmue AM2 podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Shenmue AM2 podcast. We're your hosts, Andrew. And Matt. And we're here to review... Did you Epis- write down name Episode of it? 8, and it is called Aspiration. Okay. Perspiration. Perspiration, yes. <laughs> um, good uh, good episode. Mm-hmm. I'm liking all these Hong Kong episodes so far. They're, I don't want to say they're cut and paste, but it's we're going to get one more of these the exact same. Yeah. I like this one better than the previous one. Yeah, it was... The previous one was the mall one, right? With Goth Rock. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, because that one just kind of kept repeating itself almost a little. This bit. This one did a little bit too, but I don't know. There's just it was there's more characters involved this time. Yeah, because you had uh, Master Mo. We're just gonna call him Master Mo. That could <laughs> I think be. That might name. be his name. It might it? be. Yeah. yeah. We had Jewing. We had Fang Mei. We had Rio. We had Joy. We had Wong. Eileen. Eileen. Yulene. We all lean. Uh, other girl. Uh, yeah. Not tomato convenience girl. Yeah. <laughs> we'll come back to that. Uh, so this episode, uh, I didn't watch this before uh, watching it with Matt, too. So we turn it on, and there's Shenhua. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we're going to get that. <laughs> Matt starts cursing. A damn prophecy. He punched a hole right through his new couch. <laughs> uh, no, it's a, a dream sequence of just Lon D and Shenhua. That's the bad ending again. And you hear the lightning, and then Rio <sighs> jolts awake. Um, Fang Mei wakes him up uh, at Juing's little apartment thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Is the whole staying at her apartment happening sooner than than it does in the game? That that happens like after he finds out like about the four woods voodoo and everything, doesn't he? I think it does. Yeah, I think it's. I thought it was later. Um, he she explains that he kind of has to go help with the chore mm. of airing out the books. I don't think airing out the books would be good for books. Let these sit in the sun. Then we're gonna put them away hours later. I don't know. It's hard to to tell because yeah, like in the dark in there, like you'd think the dampness might set in. They might start to rot. But then also the sun would like bleach them. That's also yeah. bad. <laughs> so I don't know. It's, it's that about that balance. Hmm. Um, the episode should be called Ventilation. <laughs> I guess as long as you don't open them... Or condensation? <laughs> yeah. I guess as long as you don't open them to the exact same page every time you open them to the sun. Vary it up, but how would you Maybe. know? Uh, he immediately... They, the books are higher up in this one. They're not out on the tables. Hmm. And he gets them off the top shelf. And then Fang Mei spooks him. <laughs> he falls and it looks like he catches them. He did. Uh, and then she makes the joke about she'll get the ones on the top shelf. Mm-hmm. Even though she's... Because he's an incompetent nincompoop. <laughs> <laughs> did she say it with those her exact words? No. <laughs> oh. um, my, my words. But, uh, yeah, she she makes the joke about getting them off top shelf, even though she's, like, two feet shorter than he is. <laughs> she has, She's really sassy in this. I like it. It's, mm-hmm. it's, he still uh, hasn't called her a cat yet. But can he call her a cat? Because we didn't get the cat reference from the first one. It's true. He was comparing her to the cat from the first game. Uh, this Rio has never seen a cat before. <laughs> is it, do, are cats even in this? <laughs> they don't exist in this universe. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, it cuts to Joy at the Come Over Guest House. Um, 
interrogating the <laughs> the innkeeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, no, he, he paid up his bill. He's gone. I don't know where he is. So Rio paying his bill is the canon storyline. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Uh, so the books are all aired out. Um when we cut back to Manmo Temple and Rio and Fangmare are just kind of having a conversation and Rio, he's venting his frustration essentially about the situation and Fangmare goes on to defend chewing. Mm. Um, she really is like her her lackey for a better better <laughs> term I, but she's so unconditionally loyal to her I think too. Do we ever find out why? I assume she's an orphan or something and she yeah. just like, takes care of her. She just plucked her off the street. Yeah. Um, after that sequence, Master Mo and Rio are conversing, and again, he can tell Rio's frustrated, and he kind of explains that, you know, you need the four Wudu for her to help you, essentially. And Rio's like, ah. <laughs> Don't have time for this. Yeah, I gotta get to... I'm too old for this. <laughs> uh, so Rio, he's leaving, and it just kind of cuts to him running, and... Bang. Will Smith slaps him right in the face. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, he runs into... Guizhang. Guizhang. Um, and a package goes flying. Mm-hmm. And he, Which he catches second time he's caught something flying into the air in this episode. What was the first one? The books. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so he catches the package, and anyone that's played the game kind of knows what's in this package by process of elimination, I guess. Do we? Was, was uh, there was no doubt in my mind it was a tea set. Really? No are, doubt in my mind. Are tea sets connected to Guizhang in the uh, the cups? The game? Yeah. Does she teach him that? She the, teaches him that. Oh, I thought it was somebody else. I'm pretty sure she teaches him. I don't know who I'm thinking it was, but for some reason I didn't connect it to her. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's her. Hmm. I'm pretty sure. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. Um, so then she's like, oh, you saved it, blah, blah, blah. Makes him walk it to the restaurant to deliver <laughs> it and makes him sit down. And then she leaves, doesn't she? Mm. And the waiter server comes over and is like, here's some tea. Mm-hmm. And he sits there by himself and drinks it. Yeah, but she's talking about, she said something about Hong Kong and how it's in the, uh, uh, I guess the good parts of it are in the eye of the beholder, maybe? Yeah, there. It, I don't want to use the term gentrification, mm-hmm. but that's kind of what it looks like it's going through. Mm. They're mowing down these old buildings to put up newer ones for a richer clientele, if you will. Mm. Now we see uh, Joy walking, cuts away to Joy. And best line of the series so far, Wong tries to steal her wallet out of her back pocket. <laughs> yeah. And she catches them. And she says, years away from me being able to snatch my purse. Innuendo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, probably not. No, it, defi- it was definitely meant as innuendo, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Open invitation for when he's older. <laughs> going to be like an old catcher's mitt. No, no. <laughs> Terrible. Um, then we have a conversation back at Manmo Temple between Fang Mei and Zhuing, and it's kind of showing parallels between Zhuing and Ryo. Mm. Is that a fair way to assess it? Yeah, she said that a couple times in this episode about how similar Fang Mei and Ryo are, but I wasn't very clear on what she meant by that, what she saw in the two of them that was similar. He, she kept calling him a straight arrow and a straight shooter, but I don't know what that means. I think maybe it's that he's goal-oriented, 
and I think Zhuing is too. Maybe. What's but her goal? We haven't seen her. Her goal is to, I think... Just please Zhuying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe uh, we'll get more explanation as, as they go. But as of right now, I don't really see how Fang Mei and Rio are similar. Is it Fang Mei and Rio are similar or Zhuying and Rio are similar? Fang Mei, yeah. Zhuying kept saying Fang Mei and Rio are similar. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah I, was, I was missing a little bit of the, the... Trying to take notes. Trying to take notes, yeah. Um... Then it cuts to Wong and Joy. They're trying to track down Rio, um, and they eventually do. No Ren in this episode. Yeah, no Ren in this episode at all. Uh, they track him down because they hear about a martial. They know he's looking for martial artists, and they hear about a martial artist in the uh, South. Kern- no, it's um, at the what the hell's the name of the dock? Yeah. The fountain. Oh, Pigeon Park. Pigeon Park. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they go to Pigeon, they find Rio, they go to Pigeon Park, they, they show up at Manmo Temple, and they all go to Pigeon Park together, and who's there but Eileen? Hmm. Uh, Rio refuses to spar with her. Doesn't really say why. No. I think he's just like, I'm not gonna hit a girl. And then she Hasn't throw- he learned so far like they're gonna try to hit him Hmm. uh yeah she throws a punch and like he dodges or whatever i don't hit girls i don't hit old men well they're gonna hit you yeah (laughs) and uh he asked her if she knows the the four voodoo and she's like no but kind (laughs) of and it's following the duck race sequence because she introduces him to the cashier at the convenience store which for whatever reason is not tomato convenience it's not why why if there's one thing that they why change that yeah i don't think tomato convenience is a real chain of convenience stores is it it's fictional yeah i wanted to hear that theme what theme? The, the tomato theme. I know. You, you want me to do it? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be going on in the background right now, <laughs> depending on how this conversation lines up with, uh, with my background music. Damn it, now I can't stop. <laughs> Especially since you bought merchandise. <laughs> Um, I've but, won, <laughs> <laughs> but this whole this whole thing's kind of useless. Nothing comes of it. I guess it's just Easter eggs for Shenmue fans. Yeah, and like it's clearly both of them. Like, and they do they have that shot of Eileen's face too with close up, mm. and yeah. I, why not tomato convenience? <laughs> why change that? That's so. Uh. <laughs> um, then we see it cuts away. We see some kids being hustled or like stiff armed by some thugs Mm. and it's a a boy and his younger sister and the boy he's early teens maybe Mm. yeah uh, trying to defend his sister from these thugs and one of the thugs is just gonna cave his head in with a pipe yeah and Zhuing grabs the pipe and stops it why are they picking on these kids what do they want are they trying to rob these kids and he, the kid says, you know, I'm trying to defend my sister and I need to grow strong and tough to, to fight these guys. And then she well, has a little flashback. He went for the primary target. Yeah, oh, yeah, right in the, right in the, <laughs> right in the, the gonads go. I mean, do what you got to do. No shame. <laughs> <laughs> and Ewing has a flashback about her brother, you know, trying to defend her and mm-hmm. going off. And she kind of gives the kid a little pep talk about maybe that's not the right path for you, bud. And she uses her in- intense eyes twice in this. Once to intimidate the bad guys. She just looks at them. And then she kind of moves her toe a little and they run away. And then she also just looks at the kid and she kind of like is willing people to do her, her, watch her bidding just by looking at them. Sorry about that pop can opening. Ah, my thumb. You broke my thumb. Ah. 
good. <laughs> a winning can. <laughs> um, yeah, I like I like these moments with Xi Ying. She's one of my favorite characters. I'm glad to be getting new stuff uh, for her. There's something I, I have a note about here coming up about her, too. Um, so, yeah, we have the flashback, and then Joy and Wong... Uh, are explaining essentially the land chart, what they are, to Rio. Mm. Um, because Rio sees someone being strong-armed in the street, and he gets up to do something about it, and they're like, eh, it's kind of commonplace. Yeah, forget about it, Rio, it's Chinatown. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and then they... Cu- it cuts back to Zhuing, and I don't remember what it was in my notes... But I made a note, and I don't mean this in any terrible, mean, chauvinistic way, but they really emphasize her boobs when she has the blue dress on. I know. Compared to the... Like, it looks like a different character model from the neck down. Uh-huh. Her and Joy both have ridiculous breasts, and I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think they were that big in the game. <laughs> no, when they show... When they have the conversation, there's this side shot mm-hmm. of Joy when she's, like, talking to Wong about, you know, a few years till her purse. Like, she has a ridiculous amount of side boob in that. Like, mm-hmm. it's... Yeah. Way she, overdone. They turn Zhu Ying into like a dead or alive character, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and she always ha- she always has the arm tucked under her armpit and then the other arm holding the opposite elbow to like uh-huh. perk them up too. And mm-hmm. It's like there's no need. That's I'm not a fan of this. <laughs> there's no need for that in this yeah. this game because there's no like sexual tension in the game between any of these characters or mm-hmm. anything like It's just for titillation for the viewer, I guess. Titillation. Mm-hmm. Um, so Joy and Wong find out about another martial artist, um... At the Yantin Apartments? Yeah, well, in the South Carmine Quarter. Yeah. And, uh, Rio ends up going there, um... Or no, it cuts to Rio and Fang Mei having a conversation again, uh, because he shows up late. Right. He's supposed uh, to be there by three, and he's a whole hour or more late. To, yeah, in in the, the in this he has to put the books away too, mm-hmm. um, unlike the game. And he shows up late, and Fang Mei reads him the riot act, <laughs> which I absolutely love that that she's uh, giving him grief. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mister Mo or Master Mo, Mister Mo was from Mo. Um, oh, what was that show with him and Derek? Uh, can't remember. They used to have the cable access painter on it. Can't remember. Mr. Mo, Mo, Mo. We got this kick as we could show, 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 show. Is it Tim and Eric? No, no it was a Canadian show. Oh, I don't know. It even won Gemini Awards. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Jo- um, Jonathan Torrance? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan? Yeah. With the little kid they always say they adopted Svetlana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. Some very unique Canadian references in there that not a lot of people are going to get. Hello. <laughs> uh, also, being on Anchor now, we get like some different stats. Uh, our entire fan base right now is 98% male, 2% non-binary. <laughs> oh. Oh. So we, we're not going to get any any uh, women guests, I guess. No, so we can talk about those titties more, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so, Mr. Mo, or Master, Master Mo, damn it. Uh, I, I'm going to figure out the name of that show, too, by the end of this podcast. <laughs> so, Master Mo is talking to Rio about how he's lacking skills and, you know, the, the right mental state. And then Rio has a flashback of his own to his dad being like, hey, uh, you're lacking, be better. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh. And he bolts off to the South Carmine Quarter. They also, at some point, they, they uh, he, he talks about 
having to do chores, and they're like, these aren't chores. Uh, and then I was like, are they karate lessons, like in Karate Kid? <laughs> open book. Open book left, open book right. <laughs> Buzz. The name of the show is Buzz. Oh, I kind of remember that. Okay. <laughs> um, so, it cuts to the South Carolina quarter, and Gui Zhang is being stiff-armed. She's like, I'm not leaving. I'm mm-hmm. not doing it. And these goons are going to rough her up. And uh, your vacuum's fixed. <laughs> uh, when I went up to use the washroom. It was broke? Yeah, she thought it was broke. Oh. Happy ending on the vacuum. <laughs> um, so Rio shows up, defends her, easily dispatches the thugs. Mm-hmm. Don't we get to see her fight in the game? I Yes, we do. Mm. Or she's like, at least... Do- she's in... It's... She does something. Yes. Um, and in the show, Fang Mei's watching this from afar. That does not happen in the game. Mm. Um, so she, I think she's going to provide, you know, run back to Zhuing and, you know, uh, give the deets of what happened. And then, you know, he is not this honorable, excuse me, this honorable guy. He is an honorable guy, you mean? Yeah. Mm. Um Guizhang teaches him the lesson of Yi, which she kind of already taught him throughout the episode. Mm. And then she just kind of lays it out for him. And we get a great reaction of him just going, Seriously? <laughs> I would love to hear the English dub of that. Masaka! <laughs> um, someone did send us the English dubs, but I don't know if they came through. Uh, I think it's Patty sent them. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the last episode, but I don't know if the other ones came through in the email. Uh, it didn't look like they were there. Patty is a man? Yes. Okay. Of course he is. He listens to the podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, you weren't lying about the 100%, almost 100% male thing. Uh, so... Rio goes back to Manmo Temple, and we get something for the first time in this entire series. He's, you know, explains to her that, hey, I've learned another, I've learned Yi. Mm-hmm. Something I think is weird, though, about this. He knows there's four. Yeah. Every he, time he learns a new one, he's like, is that enough? <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> he, he has no concept of, like, learn them all. Like, he doesn't seem efficient to me. If yeah. that, you know what I mean? He's, he's like, not thorough. Hey, uh, I've done 75% of this. That's a pass, right? I really gotta get going. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we get the word revenge dropped for the first time in a conversation between him and Jewing. Yeah, she accuses him of wanting revenge, which is not something that he has expressed so far. All he's expressed to us, the audience, unless translation is incorrect, all he's expressed is a desire to learn why. I... And there's nothing outright about his demeanor or anything that I would comprehend as being, like, I'm going to murder this guy that yeah. murdered my father. Yeah, it's not like the game. No, it's yeah, like it's, a, he murdered it's a much my father time. right in front of me. I'm going to get revenge. <laughs> yeah, and she said killing in the name of revenge is uh, just the same as murder. Mm-hmm. And she said, I won't have any part of that, and just walks away. I guess you can just see it in his heart that he, he wants to murder Londi. Or is she seeing a comparison, a parallel of herself when her brother, and she knows it's a dark path and is just assuming that he's the same as her? Mm. Could be. And obviously we're going to find out in the next episode or two. Um, Fang Mei shows them that 
the Wu Lin Chu is just sitting in the library the entire time, not locked up or anything. Mm-hmm. He can just go. He, he There's a little montage of him looking for it because he clearly doesn't know the Dewey Decimal System. Idiot. <laughs> and uh, he finds it. Excuse me. He turns it over. And who's the author of it? Oh, you're asking me? <laughs> Yuan, Yuan Dezhu? And then we cut to the... The, the end of the, the show. end credits that are all about Nozomi. <laughs> That's the first time Matt mentioned it. We watched the credits to see if there was anything after it. I usually and, skip them. <laughs> and uh, I've never noticed that it's all Nozomi. Yeah, I'm like... It's just a love song about her, I think. She's not that big of a character to the story. No. Uh, but that was episode eight. I enjoyed it. Um, I think next episode is going to be very similar, but the end is going to kind of ramp up. There will be some sort of cliffhanger. There, there has to be. Mm. Um, we're essentially two thirds of the way through this now, yeah. uh, and there's still so much more to come. Right? Yeah, we might we might just get to the end of Kowloon at the end of the series. Or no, well, it started with them in the cave, didn't yeah, it? So, so we gotta yeah. at least get there. Yeah. And I mean, the Guilin po- thing, I don't know how well Guilin as a disc of a video game would translate to an episode of the show. It only needs to be, you know, a two, three minute scene of them walking in the woods. <laughs> yeah, maybe, I think they'll show the thing with the, the fireflies. Uh, maybe a cutie of when they're he's jumping the rocks. It'd be nice if they put in the little comedy thing of him slipping and falling in the water. They'll have something to do with the conversation of them spending the night in the little cave. Yeah. And then... Yeah, it'll probably be like saving the fawn and, and Shenhua. A little bit of a walk, cave. A little bit of a walk, the village, the cave. <laughs> the village, the people. <laughs> well, another Canadian nugget in there. Yeah. Uh, burnt toast. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Vince, come on. <laughs> Acknowledge our <laughs> Canadian references. <laughs> Ketchup chips. <No. laughs> uh, so that's that part of the episode. <laughs> but we have a new segment. <laughs> Matt, so I got a puppy, and Matt and his wife came over to my house to see this puppy. And Matt mentioned, hey, uh, I'll put a picture of the puppy in right about here, too. Uh, Matt mentioned that he wanted me to get a trophy for him under his own account because he's a dirty, rotten, scoundrel <laughs> cheater uh, of finishing the forklift race. And he's like, I don't remember being this hired, or is it harder on different days of the job? Yeah, so... Like, so I, I don't be- think it is. I, I need the first place forklift, forklift race uh, trophy for PS4, and I've been trying for a few weeks, like, you know, just once every few days, like, one try, and then I'll be like, I don't remember it being this hard. Like, I cannot catch up to anyone. Like, it's like my, you know, the the CPU, the last place or fourth place guy goes a certain speed, and my my forklift was going the exact same speed. I could not overtake him unless I went in a straight line, and he kind of like took some turns or something. Then I could kind of gain on him a little bit, and I'm like, I don't remember having this much trouble in the Dreamcast version. I, I remember like having like if I wanted the other uh, toy prizes for getting the other places in the race, I had to like make myself lose because it was so easy easy to get first place but I was struggling so hard to get first place in this and I was like is it and I've been redoing the same day over and over because I think I'm at the end of the forklift race opportunity I was like are certain days harder than other days I was asking Andrew and I'm like I I've given up I want you to do it for me (laughs) and then so I tried it, and I'm like, I don't remember it being this hard. <laughs> so I tried it and couldn't get it. And then I was just like, 
is your R2 trigger on your controller not going all the way, maybe? <laughs> so Matt's juggling, he's like, yeah, yeah, it's definitely not us, it's the controller. <laughs> so he swaps out the PS4 controller, and I try it again, and immediately I'm passing fourth. Yeah. Third. So much faster. Second. <laughs> so. But then I, go- I I didn't actually win. I got, I think, second? Yeah, I think so. Um, but, like, I was having really good lap times. We're talking, like, shaving, like, ten seconds off a lap. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Matt's like, okay, I got this. And Matt, I drive in third person. Matt drives in first person. <laughs> and it was the most exciting forklift race I've ever watched. <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> Because again, the stakes were big. The, the, the stakes I've been trying high. this for weeks, and it literally was. We're gonna try to get the video of it from Matt's PlayStation onto our YouTube channel. It was a photo finish, <laughs> and it being in the first person view, like it is, it, it's inches, it's yeah. inches. But I lost. <laughs> so next time, next episode we record, we're gonna try it again. I, it should be should be doable. <laughs> Don't do it until then, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> next week. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was it was awesome uh, watching. That. I was li- literally on the edge of my seat. Just like, oh man, man, and no, and like the the uh, the other guy was aggressive. He was yeah. like running mad into the trying to run him into the wall. That's just like go go go. <laughs> I just wished it was road rash and I could hit him with a chain or so, or a bat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's a new segment. Um, my puppy's adorable. His name is Walter. Yes, he is. Yep. He totally fell asleep on Matt and Mel. He just turns into a puddle wherever you put him. He just goes... Yeah. A little cute ball of fur. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's this week's episode. Is there anything else you want to add? No, that's it. All right, find us on the social media at Shenmue M2Pod on Twitter, Shenmue M2Podcast at gmail.com, uh, Facebook page, group, dojo. You know where to find us. And we'd like to thank our sponsor this week, Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Why? Because, see, Matt had no idea what the sponsor was going to be. <laughs> well, Jimmy Buffett makes his own type of, his own brand of beer. Mm-hmm. Do you know what brand of beer that is? Land Shark. Oh. Jimmy Buffett is muscling people in China out of their, <laughs> out of their houses so he can build condos. And build beer factories. Yeah. What a bastard. He's going to name him Margaritaville. But thanks for the sponsorship. Yeah, we appreciate the money. Those Jimmy Buckets. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett Jimmy, Jimmy Bucket. <laughs> Jimmy Bucket. <laughs> We're done. Bye. See you next week. Bye.